Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Our bodies are called the temple of God. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, 1 Corinthians 6.17 for he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Fornication, flee fornication. Every spirit, every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, you're not your own. The greatest threat to the body of man being the temple of God, are sexual sins. That's the greatest defilement, the greatest threat. Any sexual activity outside of marriage is sin, and it defiles the body as God's temple. When a person engages in sexual activity outside of marriage, it is just like the Syrians who came in and defiled the temple. But if a person has done that, thank God, there's a way back. There's a way back to God through repentance, which is to determine, I'm not going to do it again, through cleansing and rededication to the Lord, which is what the first candle represents. It represents the body. The first candle, we're saying here, represents the body. And the Bible calls on us to dedicate our bodies to God. It says in Romans 12.1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now, the central candle here, which is called in Hebrew the shamas, the shamas, it's the shamas means in Hebrew the servant, the servant, the servant. It was always the joke because I would say, how come I don't have a Hebrew name? And my dad would say, you do, you're Thomas the shamas. But anyway, the shamus. He's the one who sees the persons to their seats. He's the usher. He's the one who lights the candles. And he, and, and the shamus candle is a symbol of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Lord Jesus Christ said in Luke 22, 27, I am among you as he that serveth. That makes him the shamus. So that's the statement there that he made in John 22, 27, defying the Lord Jesus as the shamus. And all the candles are lit by the shamus. And the meaning behind that is when we say we're too weak, we don't have the strength to dedicate our bodies to God. Then the Lord Jesus of the shamus says, I will light the fire of the dedication of your bodies, your bodies to God. So the shamus lights the first candle, the candle of dedication of our bodies to God. So in order to help us, to dedicate our bodies to God, the shamus comes along and lights the first candle. That's not part of the script. 
Anybody called the fire department yet? Okay. So that's the first one, is the fire of the dedication of our bodies. Now, the next one. The heart is the place where we love. It's the place where we think. It's the place where we make decisions. The heart is the place of the mind and will and emotions. And God calls each one of us to give him our hearts when he says in Proverbs 23, 26, Proverbs 23, 23, 26, my son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. The greatest commandment in the Bible is a commandment that God gives to man about his heart. It says in Deuteronomy 6, 5, Deuteronomy 6, 5, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart with all thy soul, with all thy might. So God wants us to love him with all of our hearts. That's what I was saying earlier, but Caleb wasn't here, so now he gets to hear it. Caleb is a great name in the Bible. Caleb, maybe you always felt bad because your name means dog, and you say, why did my dad name me dog? I don't want to be dog. Actually, Caleb doesn't mean dog. Caleb is made up of two Hebrew words, kol, kal, which is all, and lev, heart all heart. And so we should all have a name of Caleb or all heart. So that's what we want to call the second candle here as the dedication of our heart. So let's call the second candle. We call this the dedication of our hearts. And when we say that, we don't, sometimes we just, again, we don't see, I, I, I can't get together a whole heart. I, I just don't have the strength to dedicate my heart to God. And that's where the Lord Jesus, as the shamus, says, I will light the fire of the dedication of your hearts to God. So the shamus lights the second candle of the dedication of our hearts to God. The verses that follow this, with the greatest commandment to love the Lord our God with all of our hearts, go on to say, and by the way, with that part in there was Deuteronomy 6, 5, that's part of the, the, the Shema which starts off in Deuteronomy 6, 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And then it goes on to say the verse we just covered. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. But then it goes on and says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, shall talk of thee when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and then when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Now, when you think about it, those activities, teaching God's Word diligently to our children, talking about God's Word when we sit down in our house, talking about God's Word when we walk, by the way, talking about God's Word when we lie down at night, talking about God's Word when we get up in the morning, that takes a lot of time. It's a lot of time. As a matter of fact, really, that's most of the time of the day. And our time is the most precious commodity that we have. And when you couple all these activities together with how often the Bible commands us, in addition, to pray, like in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing, in other words, all the time, then you've, it's all, most of our time. That's why we want to call the third candle the candle of the dedication of our time to God. Third candle. And when we say, when we say, well, we just don't have enough time. 
We don't have enough. We, we can't do that. We don't have, there's not enough time. I, I have too much to do. I, I, and then the Lord Jesus, as the shamas says, let me come and help you. Let me come and help you. I will light the fire of the dedication of your time to God. And so the shamas then helps us by lighting the dedication of our time to God. Now, the old saying goes, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. And that's true. That's true. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that what we think about determines who we are. In Proverbs 23.7, Proverbs 23.7, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. The thoughts of the mind determine the character of the person. Through its media, the world exerts a tremendous pressure on our minds to squeeze us into its mold, to conform to its mold. And God calls us to resist and instead to turn to God for that our, or so of, in relation to what our minds think about. And in Romans 12, 2, it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we resist the world's thinking when we do what the Bible says to do in Colossians 3.2, Colossians 3.2, which is set your affection on things above, not on things below. The Bible tells us what to think about in Philippians 4.8. Philippians 4.8 says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. We set our affections and we think about God when we practice this art of meditation on God's word. It says in Psalm 1 verse 2, Psalm 1 verse 2, his delight is in the law of the Lord and his law does he meditate day and night. That's why we want to call this fourth candle the candle of the dedication of our minds. And when we say, we, our minds just float around. We don't have any power over it. The wind comes and there goes our mind. There's too much trash in our minds. Then the shamus comes, the Lord Jesus, and he says, let me cleanse you. Let me take care of that. I will light the fire of the dedication of your minds to God. And so the Lord Jesus comes and he does that. Now, in lighting these, as you see here, the dedication of our body, the dedication of our heart, dedication of our time, dedication of our mind, I want you to see yourself in each of this. And as I light each candle here, to say in your own heart, I will do that. I will let the Lord Jesus, I want to dedicate these parts. Now, we spend most of our working time at work, and God wants us to dedicate our work to him. It says in Colossians 3.17, Colossians 3.17, whatsoever thing, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. God has a spiritual work for each of us to do. And when we see the Lord separating people for his work, we understand. In Acts 13.2, Acts 13.2, where it says, as they ministered uh, to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul 
for the work whereunto I have called them unto. As a matter of fact, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he spoke of his life work, he said, it's meat. It's meat to me. Meaning that doing the will of God was what kept him alive, was what he wanted to do. In John 4.34, John 4.34, Jesus saith unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. So for these reasons, let's call this fifth candle the candle of the dedication of our work. The dedication of our work. And when we say, we don't know how, we don't know how any, we have any strength at all left. Dedicate some work to God. My work that I have to do to make money just consumes me. I can't dedicate any more work to God. Then the Lord Jesus says, let me address that for you. I'll light the fire of the dedication of your work to God. And so the shamus comes and lights the fifth candle of the dedication of, this, of, of our work. So as I light this, this fifth candle... Let's all now dedicate our work to God. Now, we all have stuff. And the longer we live, the more stuff we get. And, and we accumulate stuff. We accumulate possessions. We get a house. We get a car. And, and just all that that we possess. And the sin of covetousness is very real, which is the lust for stuff. And, and especially at this time of year with the Black Fridays and the, the White Mondays or whatever they are. And it just creeps in. And it's so easy for us to look at Amazon and start to lust and to say, oh, I need that. Yeah, I didn't know I needed it, but now I know I need it. And in Luke 12, 15, the Lord Jesus warns about this. When he says in Luke 12, 15, he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. So with stuff comes care for the stuff, and then the care can just strangle the Christian and the Christian life. And that's what the Lord Jesus warned about in Mark 4.19. Mark 4.19, he said, the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. Of all, everybody who's ever lived, King Solomon was more wealthy than Bill Gates. King Solomon was the most wealthy man that ever lived. And when he dedicated the temple, he sacrificed a lot of animals in 2 Chronicles 7.5. 2 Chronicles 7.5, King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 oxen, 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. That's why it's so important for us to view our stuff as what God has given to us, and not to grip it tightly. And one practical way to keep from being choked by stuff is to honor the Lord with a systematic giving. The tithe is 10%. And it is a, it's spiritually healthy to give 10% of what we have to the Lord's work. The offerings are above and over the 10%. And it's spiritually healthy spiritually healthy, to make special gifts of the Lord over and above the 10% for specific mercies, for specific answers to prayer. And this is what God calls on us to do in Proverbs 3.9. Proverbs 3.9, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. And you can tell how much a person is really dedicated to the Lord by looking at their checkbook. And you can tell. Because the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 6.21, Matthew 6.21, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. 
When a person gives to God, they're saying God is more valuable than what I am giving to God, and it's going to determine what his heart is. So this sixth candle, let's call this the candle of possessions. Candle of possessions. Now, it's not easy. It's not easy to give to God. As a matter of fact, the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 19.20, Matthew 19.20, there was a young man saith unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, if thou be perfect, go and sell that thou hast and give it to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful. He had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, who then can be saved? Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So when we find ourselves in that same situation of not wanting to give, God says, with you, it's impossible. But with the shamas helping you, with God, all things are possible. So as I light this, this sixth candle here, it's all determined that we're going we're, we're to view God's, our possessions as God's property and honor him. Now, we're very, very concerned about what others think about us. I mean, for that reason, we try to look good, we try to smell good, we try to sound good, which I don't sound very good. Anyway, also that others are, uh, so other people will think, they'll think well of us. And this is because man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. As he said in 1 Samuel 16, 7, 1 Samuel 16, 7, the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. So God is more concerned with and what, than, and, and, than to us to have a good name before God. And that's what he meant when he said in Proverbs 21.1, Proverbs 21.1, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor than silver or gold. So when we tell everybody that we're a Bible-believing follower of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and, and we believe he's God and Savior, and, and then we do what the, what the Bible says, which is to confess him with our mouth openly. Everybody hears it. I'm a follower. Yes, I'm a follower of the one who was born in a barn and was crucified on a, on a, on a cruel Roman cross. When we do that, then we're doing what it says in Romans 10.9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. We do that, then the Lord Jesus confesses us in heaven, as he says in Luke 12.8, Luke 12.8. And I say unto you, whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. Now, in order for us to confess openly to everyone, not hide the fact, but really go out and confess that we belong and are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, then we have to be more concerned about our reputation with God than our reputation with men. And that's the reason why the seventh candle, let's call that the candle of the dedication of our reputation. The dedication of our reputation. And when we say, Lord, I, I can't. I don't know. I'm going to lose my friends 
I'm going to be shunned. I'm going to be excluded by everybody. How can I do this? Then the shamus comes along and says, let me, let me light the fire for you. Let me help you. And so the shamus comes along and lights the fire of the dedication of our reputations to God. Now, we all have little sanctuaries, little places where we love to go and retreat every day. That's the place where we need to find God's word, prayer, and love. That's our homes, our homes. And God wants us to dedicate our homes to him. We see that in Deuteronomy 20, verse 5. Deuteronomy 20, verse 5 says, The officer shall speak unto the people, saying, What man is there that hath built a new house and hath not dedicated it? Let him go return to his house, lest he die in the battle, another man dedicated. The greatest threat to our homes today is the television. It's like a monster. It's really the hello vision that comes right into our homes, and it shows scenes of unimaginable things, murders, sexual perversions, sexual activity outside of marriage, blasphemy, taking God's name in vain. And in order for us to dedicate our homes to God, we have to be extremely selective of what we watch and apply Psalm 101, verse 3, to our televisions. Psalm 101, verse 3 says, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. God says, be ye holy, for I am holy. And when anything on that television is a defilement against holiness, it's got to go. It's got to go. And when we say, well, we don't know how we have the strength to dedicate our homes to God. I mean, what about the TV programs that I love to watch? And the Lord Jesus says, let me come in. Let me come in as the shamus and help you with the dedication of your homes to God. So the shamus lights the eighth candle, which is the dedication of our homes to God. Now, as we stand back now, and we look at the burning of all these eight candles in the Hanukkah menorah, let's remember that Hanukkah means, what does it mean? Dedication, dedication. And let's remember that none of these candles lit themselves, but they were all lit by the shamus, the elevated shamus who is the servant and represents the Lord Jesus Christ. It shows us that the fires of our dedication to God will come as we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit of Christ. And he'll help us to dedicate ourselves to God. So, with the wonder of Christmas around us and a new year before us, let's determine this year that with the help of God, we're going to dedicate our body, our heart, our time, our mind, our work, our possessions, our reputation, our home to the Lord Jesus Christ. Happy dedication. Happy Hanukkah. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for, Lord, that we don't have to do these things alone, but as we turn ourselves to you and help and ask for help, you are more than willing to help us. Thank you for that. Help us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. 
Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711-330, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. Do you have fatigue or trouble getting out of bed or just getting through the day? Are you so tired you can't focus? Do you feel like your life is drained away? Do you have fibromyalgia headaches? I have good news for you. Our doctors at Scanabody's Imaging and Therapy can give you cellular ozone therapy. Why not get your energy back now by calling us at 1-888-529-9016 or visit us at treatmyfatigue.com. 